Hello everybody, in this episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast, I'm sharing with you the five questions that people ask me most about presenting. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome everybody, it's episode 46 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast and I'm your host Trevor Lee. I'm here every week to share tips and ideas for transforming your sales, helping you deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. Next week, episode 47, will actually be the first anniversary issue of the podcast. It started life as the Attracting and Retaining Customers podcast and we've been a full year, but we've had 47 episodes, so you can tell that we missed one or two early on. And then we learned that you have to produce this podcast every Monday. We had a couple of uh, Mondays. We didn't do one over Christmas and New Year as well. So in this episode, I'm going to be focusing on those questions that people ask me about presentations. I've got five to share with you. But before I do that, just a couple of shout outs, really. First of all, to Jonathan Gray. Now, Jonathan Gray, known as Jeg, I was away last week um, on a bit of an old boys reunion. We went away to France, really nice week, bit of skiing, or for me, the skiing certainly went downhill as the week went on, but uh, the less said about my skiing ability, the better. But uh, John, Jeg, uh, he's the uh, other brother of our tour organiser. And once he found out that I uh, help people with their presentation skills, he was keen to share with me his uh, video, which uh, was of him giving the father of the bride speech at his daughter's wedding. And uh, I think he was kind of expecting me to sort of say, oh, well, that's not very good. That's not very good. But actually, Jeg, if you're listening, it was great. And I would recommend it uh, to anyone. Uh, The only thing about it, it went on for 25 minutes. So (laughs) that's probably a tad too long for a father of the bride speech. But the interesting things that I would share with you from uh, Jig's experience, and he was a in his business career before he retired, he was a very good speaker as well. But he started very slowly. That was the thing. He got his audience on side. He gave them a chance to work with the pace that he was working at. And then he gradually built up the momentum. And he, and he was very good at bringing in a few one-liners here and there. He was very good at holding it together and linking all the stories. Or perhaps there were one or two many for the occasion, but never mind. <laughs> but overall, he did a great job. So whenever you're speaking, whether it's a presentation at an event or indeed at a personal thing like a wedding, then you know think about how you make sure that you make the most of that opportunity. And Jeg did reveal also that he had practiced it a lot and um, and that really showed through. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're speaking or presenting, you know, do your preparation, get your practice in. Also, I'd like to have a shout out to Shane Spires. Now, if you don't know Shane, Shane runs a business called Summit Scale and he's based in Bath in uh, near Bristol. And Shane kindly invited me to appear on his podcast. So if you want to add to the podcast that you listen to, Try Shane's. It's called Summit Scale. And Shane has a um, a very tried and tested formula where his podcast lasts between eight and ten minutes. And they feature a five minute interview with a with a guest each week. 
And he asked that guest several questions, but he is very adamant that it only takes five minutes to get them to answer the questions. So he's got the kind of buzzer there ready to uh, ready to do ready to knock you out. But Shane gets some fantastic guests on his program. So I was really honoured to be uh, to be on Shane's uh, Shane's program a few weeks ago. So that was uh, Summit Scale. So try that one out. Right. It's time to move on. Let's uh, let's look at the first of those five questions that I get asked about presenting. So question number one, people say to me, Trevor, what is the best way to start my presentation? I think there are three key things to a presentation. You need to engage your audience, you need to educate them, and you need to a certain degree entertain them. And if you can do all of those three things, then you know that's going to be you're going to be well on your way to success. So the start of your presentation is the bit where you engage people. So you really need to get that right. And I call it the big start, the first 10 or 15 seconds. So it's really important that you go straight into something of interest to the audience. And that could be a big statement. Did you know that X, Y, da, da, da? It could be an observation. It could be a quote. Some people start with a video, but uh, I think you need to start with something from you as the presenter, not, not, not the video. So think about what you can bring to the table that really gets your audience's attention. And that's the first thing you say, nothing else. So no waffling around, oh, thanks very much, and I'm looking forward to it, and that was a nice breakfast, and all that nonsense. The first things you speak need to be something that will really engage the audience. And it's got to be about them, about their subject area, about what will interest them, which is why you need to understand who your audience is going to be. So whatever you do, don't bang on about how great you are at the beginning of your presentation. I'm working with a company. That, uh, I'm recording this podcast on Thursday and I was working with a company this morning and they showed me several of their presentations that they normally do. And the first few slides at the start, they always bang on about how great they are and all that sort of stuff. So I challenged them and said, guys, I'm a member of your audience. I want to know what's in it for me. I know all this stuff about you. That's why I've invited you in. You don't have to keep telling me. I know all. I know I know it already. I've done my research. So drop all the nonsense. Well, not the nonsense, but drop all the stuff about yourself at the beginning. So how great you are, how many awards you've won, how brilliant your coffee machine is, all that stuff. And the other thing is, let's not have any apologies at the start of our presentation. Oh, I'm sorry if you can't read this at the back, or I'm sorry um, I only got to know I was doing this yesterday, or I'm sorry if this is a bit uh, disjointed. I haven't had time to practice. So... Big start, straight in, and really nail that start. So get a core message that's really going to get the audience you know, engaged with you. And then say to them, so over the next 15 minutes, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to share with you three ideas that will help you and your business grow, that sort of thing. So that's the, uh, you remember the three tell thems we've mentioned in the pro podcast previously? That's the tell them what you're going to tell them bit. So in answer to that question, best way to start Big start, straight in, no messing around, no waffling, no rambling, no apologies. Number two, and these are a random list of questions, by the way. They're not in any particular order. Do I need to use a microphone? People ask me. And my answer to that is, if you think you don't need to use a microphone, then you probably do. Now, clearly, if you if you're a, if you're presented to an audience of three or four people and they're all sat around a table, then it would be kind of weird if you used a microphone. <laughs> but if you're speaking at an event and there's 50, 60, 100 people there, then, it, you know, it's always best to check with the venue that they've got a decent microphone. And there are usually three types of microphone on offer. There's the fixed microphone at the lectern position. 
Now, that's not easy to use because if you, like me, you want to move around doing your presentation, a fixed microphone is a, is a bit of a nightmare because it kind of ties you to one space. Second sort is a handheld one on a, with a cable or, a, or, a, or ideally a wireless. And again, this, this is OK. This is better than a fixed one, but it's not brilliant because you've got to hold it in your hand all the time. And the danger is... You keep forgetting that it's there and you and it keeps moving. You move it around and then it goes out of range. So I'm going out of range now. So it goes out of range, you can see. And then I'm coming back in range now with the, with this podcast one. The best ones are those wireless ones that you can clip to your, uh, to your blouse or shirt or jacket. And they have a little thing that you stuff in a pocket somewhere at the back of you. Or they can tape to the back of you somewhere. A little, a little transmitter box. They're the best ones. But use a mic. If a microphone's available, then use it. Because... You will be surprised that not everybody's got as powerful a voice as they really think they have. And of course, during your presentation, your voice is a really important part of that presentation. So you need to make the most of it. And of course, the last thing you want when you start your presentation is somebody going, speak up. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So if you've got a chance of using a microphone, then do use it. Number three is somebody says, well, Trevor, I'm really nervous about presenting. So how do I overcome nerves? Well, the fact is that most of us feel a little bit nervous about presenting. Some people feel very nervous about presenting. So, you know, feeling nervous uh, to a degree is a good thing because, you know, you've got a bit of adrenaline going there. And, you know, it's it's easy for me to say, but in an ideal world, you want to try and change, you know, convert that adrenaline from if you've got negative adrenaline to positive adrenaline. So you're sort of ready to go and you're looking forward to it. But if you want to, you know, try and cut your nerves as much as possible, then, you know, preparation and practice will certainly help that. Um, it's really important that you get both of those things right, because in terms of preparation, that includes checking out the venue, knowing how the slides are going to work, all that sort of stuff. When you're going to be on, who's going to be doing what? Because that can make you nervous just thinking, oh, God, you know, and I think for me as a presenter, you know, I feel very comfortable speaking in front of people. But the thing that makes me most nervous is the equipment. And that's why I always get to the venue an hour before, you know, the venue, the event starts and I always check it out and I make sure I know what I'm doing, all that sort of stuff. And uh, another, another few other top tips um, is, uh, you know, is have a have a little glass of water handy, because if you do suddenly dry up or you forget where you're going, you know, just have a little sip of water. No one's going to think anything of it. Uh, and then you can carry on. Uh, clothes are important. I always recommend you wear clothes when you're doing a presentation. Uh, but <laughs> apart from that, just feel wear clothes that you feel confident in because, you know, you're not looking to be an Oscar winning performance. You are looking to be the best of you for your 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is. So wear clothes. And I also recommend, and I do this myself, is well, it's when you're waiting, you'll go. Just have a little loosen up in the background, you know, just shake, have a little shake around with your arms and your legs and all that sort of stuff so that you are feeling in the zone, if you like. So there's a there's a few little tips for you about uh, how to feel less nervous. And talking of equipment, just one thing also ought to mention is consider not using slides because, you know, all that equipment, all those slides running, you know, they can they can really I've seen, you know, presenters really, you know, find it very hard when the slides go wrong and the clicker doesn't work. And that really adds to their anxiety. So ask yourself, do you really need slides? I've got an old suitcase. I'm sure I've mentioned on previous podcasts, which uh, I pull out props from things like that. So 
Ask yourself that question. Okay, number four is how many slides do I use? Well, the, there's no real answer to that. You, I think you should use as many slides as you need to get your message over. Um, whatever it takes, you know, and of course, you might not need any slides, as we've just mentioned. You might just could get away with props. But the, the key to slides, it's not, you know, people say, well, I don't want to cause death by PowerPoint. Well, it's not usually the number of slides that causes death by PowerPoint. It's what's on the slides. So you've got to be ruthless with the content of the slides. I, I think, you know, and I've mentioned this before, start with one word and work up from there. Use an image rather than, you know, words. Don't put sentences on there. And remember, the slides are there. Anything you put on the slides, it's meant to be a prompt for your audience, not a script for yourself. So the audience can look up and they'll know what you're talking about. Um, also, in terms of slides, think about dropping the marketing template. Oh, I know that's going to be contentious, but you know, think about dropping it. It does take up far too much room and people won't have forgotten between slides three and two who you are and what company you are. So the answer to the how many slides question is, well, as many as you need to get your message over. Don't worry about having loads of slides. You know, I, I was working with this, that same company this morning and they had one slide with five different messages on it. And I want them to convert that into five different slides. It'll be much better than one slide that's really, really bamboozling their audience. So no real answer, but make sure the slides that you do use don't cause death by PowerPoint. Keep the content short. Okay, final question. How do I run on time? <laughs> and this is something that most presenters really suffer from. They just can't somehow manage to run on time. They're always running over. And it's, it's a nightmare for the organisers. And it's not great for the audience either. And for the speaker, of course, if they get hauled off by uh, someone, you know, tapping on their wrist saying time's up, there's a chance they'll miss out delivering their really important summary. So it's the 80% rule, ladies and gentlemen. Not Pareto this time, but 80%. That's the practice time. So if you've got 10 minutes, when you're practicing delivering that presentation, make sure it run. you can do it in eight because then that will ensure that on the day you don't overrun. So practice 80% of the run-throughs in that time. Okay, And when you are practicing, make sure you do it in an authentic way. So if you're going to stand up when you do your presentation, stand up when you practice it. Don't just sit down because it will, again, that will affect the time. And the final top tip to make sure you run on time is that often, you know, if you're if you're at an event and there are five or six speakers, the worst thing that can happen is that you're number five or six and everybody else inevitably has run over on time and you're left with less time than you even thought you had. So my advice is speak to the organiser, get on first. Not many people like going first, but it's a brilliant advantage because you've got no worries that all the other speakers have overrun on time. So there you go. That's my top tip on time. 80% practice Get it right, you know, in that time and you will be fine. So I think that's the end of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. There's five questions that uh, I hope the questions and the answers will be useful to you when you are doing a presentation. If you've got a top tip about presenting that you'd like to share, then don't forget to uh, drop me a line to podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk and uh, We'll, uh, we'll try and fix up an audio recording of your question or you can just uh, mail it to me at the same address and I'll try and answer it on air for you. So that's the end of another podcast. 
I'm your host, Trevor Lee. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. And until then, make sure you make the most of the sales and presenting opportunities that come your way. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.